0: It's just maybe a little bit of a reframe on how you think about marketing's role in your organization. Um, So I think that that requires leadership skills. That requires uh, a different approach.
1: Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Twins Talk It Up. Research has revealed that those leaders, business owners, and c suite members who invest in and take advantage of effective executive coaching have seen incredible results in their performance. We're talking about increased leadership performance, increased goal attainment, experiencing a boost in productivity and in their confidence. We talk about decision-making. We talk about their ability to focus and to sharpen their core competencies, such as self-management. For my twin and I, in our business, part of our offerings include providing this type of coaching but we want to help our clients we want to help the businesses that we support and sometimes much like in the world of sports you've got to bring in an outside expert an outside set of eyes someone who's going to be able to crystallize what you've been trying to say the entire time but at the same time coaches like us we want to learn we want to be able to take on experiences ideas and angles we've never had before This is what we love to do, and this is what we love to provide. So today, you're in for a special treat. We have a guest join us, someone who has a wealth of knowledge in leadership and executive coaching. Dr. Fred Petito brings over 20 years of experience as a C-level executive, as a senior leader with both startups and large global marketing firms. He's the founder of a company called Attain Leadership, and has a mission. He has a mission to embark or empower, rather, marketers in their career journeys. His background includes being a business leader himself, being a marketer, being an executive coach, and an attorney. Let me tell you something. He brings evidence-based methodologies, including analytical skills, a deep understanding of human and organizational behavior to help his marketing clients break through those barriers that may limit performance and limit their ability to push their organizations over that barrier. Dr. Fred Petito, welcome to the program.
0: How are you today? Great, great. Thank you. Appreciate the introduction.
1: And from time to time, David and I will let our audience know who's actually asking the question because sometimes we have been known to sound alike and also look alike. Uh, this is Danny. So to start off with, Doctor, could you tell our listeners a little bit about your background? What led you toward becoming an executive coach? And tell us a little bit about the mission behind your organization called Attain Leadership.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So i um- As David said, I do have about almost actually twenty five years experience in in the marketing services and consulting uh, world, working for large, big agencies, smaller uh, agencies, but you know mostly working with uh, very large global companies. Uh, And so, I I recently, um, last year, completed a doctorate in marketing, and uh, you know wanted to kind of take all that experience and all that learning, if you will, and and help people uh, thrive in, in, in their roles in marketing. And I. I think you know What really inspired me also is that marketing has evolved and is at a pivotal, really exciting point in its trajectory as, as a discipline. I think COVID really accelerated um, the importance of marketing in organizations, and a lot of senior marketers, CMOs and other senior marketing leaders now, um, they have an opportunity to have a seat at that enterprise strategy table, if you will, and I, I think that's a great opportunity, and I do think there's... Um, you know, a need to to work with some marketers to get them to step up and and be able to step into that that more uh, elevated role, and certainly not a criticism, marketers. I think the marketers are brilliant people. I've worked with some phenomenal uh, talent over the years, but you know, I think that sometimes uh, you know we get we get in our marketing mindset, if you will, and and we sometimes lose the bigger picture that we're in service, obviously of, a, of an end customer, but also of the organization and its stakeholders, and meaning and then meeting their Bigger goals, obviously revenue growth and, and and margin, but you know it's just it's just it's just maybe a little bit of a reframe on how you think about marketing's role in your organization. Um, so I think that, that requires a, a leadership skills. That requires uh, a different approach.
1: This is Danny, and I'm glad you brought that up. One of the fascinating things is we had helped a organization down in uh, Las Vegas. Not going to tell you the name of the organization. Uh, they had a small budget and they had to perform uh, a great task. And one of the tasks they needed to perform is understanding where the consumers who have a loyalty card, where they play the most. And I don't want to use the word mm-hmm. gamble, but play the most. And how far that those machines they play the most are relative to the ATM machines as well. And so what they had to do is they had to go to IT, get permission to get some servers, they had to go to the CEO and the C-suite to get permission in order to run this campaign, they had to go get a marketing budget, and they had to go get a full IT budget, because IT yeah. is requiring them to order servers, then they got to order the servers from another distributor like a CDW or a Dell, and that would actually take another two weeks to four weeks, maybe a month, then IT had to provision it, and so you had all these hurdles, and I asked them, I said, well, do you have a budget you can do on your own uh, as a CMO? And say, "Yeah, I could just do this without without any permission." I said, "Run it through the cloud. You can actually do all your machine learning er, learning algorithm, create a data warehouse, ingest mm-hmm. the data, run your run your um, machine learning algorithm through that data, and next thing you know, you can shut it down and you're done. So mm-hmm. all within your budget." And the person says, "I now have power." And I bring this up as a great story because of the fact that you alluded. The job for a CMO, a VP of marketing, a director of marketing is more complex now than ever before, where the decisions that this team or this individual makes can actually increase the profitability of the organization, it can actually increase the branding of the organization, or it could tear it down. And so I can see why now more than ever before, and and you alluded to it, why market executives today need to have that additional coaching. It's not just a CEO who needs coaching anymore. It's not just a CRO and the VP of sales that need coaching. And we're grateful because they come to our organization and we coach them. But it's also the marketing executives who have a very difficult job of positioning the company for future long-term scalable growth while increasing the brand at the same time. Can you elaborate a little bit more about why it's been so challenging specifically now after COVID and with the recession uh, that's been talked about over and over again, why it's so much more valuable for executives in the marketing department to work with people like you today than ever before.
0: Yeah. I no, think that, that story is in, incredibly insightful and and um, it gets to the heart of the matter. It's that marketers, I, I believe marketing leaders, they have probably one of the most diverse and challenging roles in business. They, 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 uh, you know, years ago, I, you know the 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 marketers were known as kind of the, the the creative team, the creative folks, right? They they came up with a with a um, a campaign idea. Uh, they they went out and bought media, they placed the media, and you know, and and, and it was uh, the the metrics were pretty straightforward. They had brand equity metrics, maybe they had some sales you know, metrics as well. But now marketing, this this is at least over the last ten plus years, it's become um, much more dynamic, much more diverse. Um, And um, the scope of marketing is bigger than just, you know, doing a brand campaign and being, um, you know, tracking brand metrics. You know, in the past, it was sufficient to be a brand steward, right, to be responsible for the brand. But now you need to um, uh, think about the the customer, the customer experience, the experience that the customer has with the company across as many touch, you know, multiple touch points. And um, that those touch points, as we all know, and those channels have proliferated over the years. So the sheer complexity and breadth of it has expanded dramatically. And, you know, it's not enough, like I said before, to be just a brand marketer. You need to be a data scientist. You need to know how to design amazing customer experience. Um, You need to um, have a a a creative side, if you will, that be a brand storyteller and a futurist and innovate on media, but you also need to have a a data scientist kind of mindset to understand data. You need to understand technology. To your point, you know, right, you just talked talked about a story where this was a marketing-led initiative that was fully enabled by, you know, complex uh, uh, technologies, cloud-based technology solution. Not that you need to master the, you know, technology, but you need to know enough to know enough what's going on. So so all of these, you have to be kind of a polymath these days to, to, to thrive as a marketer and you can't expect people to master eight 10 12 domains of knowledge so the 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 ability of a leader to is not so much to be an expert in all those domains but to know how to engage motivate and partner with experts in in different areas and you know years ago I did a the uh, executive development development program at Columbia business School and it was all about the transition into general management. And, um, you know, the, the, the whole framework was, you, you know, you were made of been a brilliant engineer or salesperson or, or, or attorney or, or marketer. Now you're running a division and you have eight to 12 different functions reporting into you. What made you an amazing attorney or engineer isn't what's going to make you an amazing general manager, division president, whatever. And so that's the, that's kind of what's happening to the marketer. Now, now, now you, have this elevated kind of uh, presence and and, um, a role in these organizations, you need to kind of uh, develop some, maybe some muscles that are some skills you haven't uh, had a chance or need to in the past.
1: We'll be right back after this short break. I am delighted to announce that at Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSP Leadership Group. DSP Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSP Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Are you someone who dreads public speaking? Does a mere thought of getting up in front of a crowd make you break out in a cold sweat? Well, fear no further because there's a solution that can help you overcome your fear and master the art of public speaking. Introducing our book, Talk It Up, A Guide to Successful Public Speaking. This comprehensive guide is perfect for anyone of any age in any profession if they want to improve their public speaking skills. Whether it's for a work presentation, a conference, a job interview, giving a toast at a wedding, or even a TED talk. With Talk It Up, you'll learn how to craft and deliver a powerful speech that engages your audience and leaves a lasting impression. You'll discover techniques for controlling your nerves, protecting your idea, projecting your voice, using your body language, all to keep your audience engaged. Plus, you get tips on everything from creating an outline, to using visual aids, to managing a Q&A session. Imagine being able to speak confidently and being able to captivate your audience. With Talk It Up, you can become a skilled public speaker in no time. And the best part, it's available on Amazon. So you can start reading today and take your first steps to become a confident public speaker. Don't let your fear of public speaking hold you back any longer. Order your copy of Talk It Up today and start speaking with confidence. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line, podcast and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Doc, this is David, and I appreciate what you're saying. And the role of the marketer is complex, and it's changing. We're not just talking about the impact of technology. We're talking about the pressure of doing more with less. We're talking about the ability to say you've got to be able to have your your arms, not just around the marketing department, but you've got to be able to have kind of like your finger and your hand in the sales department and how you're driving revenue. you got to have your hands in the operations. There's so much there you got to be able to look at. And I love how you're saying this complexity brings about an opportunity. It's an opportunity not only to show their value, but an opportunity to say, hey, if you believe this is the value that they bring to the organization, you've got to support that value. You've got to be able to invest in that. You've got to be able to help these executives know that you're there for them as much as you want right. them to be there for the entirety of the organization i want to i want to kind of transition a little bit doc if you don't mind into the way you approach coaching for these leaders and for so many of us we can minimize the impact and importance of coaching but when you look at the re- defining difference between the elite and those who compete we're talking about whether it's the olympic level in sports or even the business world that defining line, that difference can be a result from the coaching that they implement in their own practice, and I, I love mm-hmm. that. But you mm-hmm. bring an approach with talking about behavioral sciences, results-driven behavior. is it's a theme that I believe is a part of your practice. Can you define from your perspective what you mean by behavioral science, and then how can you look at that as a way to say we're going to drive the right behavior uh, mm-hmm. in the context of marketing leadership?
0: Yeah, well, the, the, the behavioral science stuff is is all about, sometimes it's about using a, uh, a concept from, from the behavioral sciences that uh, helps to explain uh, behavior or, or, or a habit that exists. Uh, and so the great thing about about science is you have a theory to help explain what's going on. Sometimes it's, it's right, sometimes it's not right, sometimes it's directional, sometimes it's not, but it's a good starting point to start unpacking and explaining the behavior. And, you know, there's a saying, uh, you can't you can't tame it if you can't name it, right? If you can't name it and define it, you can't kind of work with it. So one of the places, um, you asked a question about results-oriented, and I think the, the definition of results-oriented in the context of marketing leadership has changed and expanded. You know, in the past, we talked about traditional brand metrics and, and, and things like that, that were kind of the hallmark of a successful marketer uh, or marketing campaign. Your, your brand equity numbers went up. It's great. You know, your, your brand perception numbers are positive. Your, your unaided uh, uh, brand awareness is, is growing fat. It's all good stuff, but now those are results and those are good results, but now the results are, are a lot more um, quantitative and a lot more, sometimes uh, more demanding, right? So what's your, what's your uh, lifetime value of that customer? What was your acquisition cost? Uh, what's your churn rate? How are you um, getting a greater uh, you know, a share of wallet from that customer? And then you start thinking about the customer journey with all its complexities. Where are they on the journey? Where are they, where are they falling off on the journey? Why are they falling off on the journey? What element of, of, of your marketing program is the missing the mark? Uh, and so just the depth of engagement is, is that much greater that you need to um, think about results in a broader way. So another thing, um, you know, talking about behavioral science, you know, I'm a big, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of experience as a market researcher, as any, as any marketer does. Right. So I love using assessments. I think assessments are, 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 are a, a, an amazing tool. Again, they're not, uh, uh, they're not, you know, they're directional. They're meant to be a strategic tool to help drive uh, Positive coaching assignments, but uh, engagements. But you know, Myers Briggs, the Big Five, you know, strengths finders, things like that. I, I'm a big fan of the Leadership Challenge. I don't know if you know uh, the Leadership Challenge. I, I I love that framework. And when we start thinking about leadership, you know, there's there are a lot of definitions of leadership, and and it's one of those places where it could get a little fuzzy. Like, what do you mean by leadership? And the thing I love about uh, the, the Leadership Challenge is. They have those five uh, practices that are backed by over 30 years of of research. And if you're able to really hone in on on, um, some of the areas that are uh, are kind of maybe not not developed enough in a leader uh, that, you know, behaviorally, you're able to really make some high impact improvements uh, in their in their leadership behavior.
1: Doc, this is David again, and Fred, I love where you're going with this, and what I really appreciate is that you have an approach to working with these executives and helping them to really get in touch with what I call self-awareness, and sometimes we get so caught into the task and the job and the organizations and what we got to get done that we can lose ourselves, and what you're doing through all this is you're getting them to the point where you can say, look, let's push the pause button. If you can't name it, you can't tame it. I love that. That was brilliant because it's so true. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, what is. am I naming today? No, no, let's name where you're not focused here. Let's get you focused on the right things. And I do love the book. And for those listeners out there, if you love the program and what we're doing, the guests we're bringing on, make sure you are downloading these episodes and following because we want to bring on more guests like Dr. Fred Petito. Uh, he mentioned the leadership challenge by Brian Posner. We talk about the five practices. He, he, he is focused so much on helping his clients see this picture to find solutions within themselves so they can move ahead and develop the right behaviors that he said, look, I'm bringing in different elements. I'm trying different programs, traits. I'm looking at the personalities. I'm looking at different surveys. I'm trying to find these different angles because I need something to be able to stick so they can go, wow, this makes sense. And the more I can focus on these areas of my behavior, the better I'm going to find the results, not only for the organization, but for myself. And that's the thing. We don't want them to feel like they're in this rat race. We want them to find their way through. So, Doc, I've got to ask this interesting question, Fred, if you don't mind. What do you do when you have that executive that just hits that wall and they're stuck in their thought process and they can't get over those mental barriers? Maybe there's a hurdle there they can't quite get through. I had a client and and my world is different than yours. I'm not working with marketing right. executives. I'm, I'm typically working with CEOs, small business owners. And I had one owner who, interesting enough, he was, I want to say, fitness, Mr. Fitness USA. The guy was mm-hmm. the greatest shape ever. I was like super jealous of the way this guy worked out, the way he ate, the way he took care of himself. But whenever he got to a point where he had to make a crucial decision, he couldn't do it. And when I started asking more questions, we started to get to know about his life. I said, let me just push the pause, but let's go backwards a little bit. Tell me about a time in your life where you just felt like you could do a, a set goal. Because right now, that's clear. You could do any goal physically. And he talked about something that happened in his childhood. Mm-hmm. And what I learned and discovered is that that's the same tape he plays over and over again yeah. when he has to get those big hurdles. So how do you help your clients get through that barrier? How do you help them break through something that they just can't quite get over? They agree with you. But it can't quite, quite, quite get over it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think um, um, there's there's a few different strategies. I, I mentioned before assessments. I think assessments are a great place to start, just so you get some kind of objectivity, right? And sometimes three sixties are also a phenomenal way again to get some uh, objectivity. I think the issue, and you nailed it, is that people get stuck into these these stories, the, their narrative, their their script, these recurring scripts in their head, uh, and it, it's self perpetuating because um, you know, one of the behavioral principles is, you know, you know, we know from all the behavioral science research that uh, we're basically lazy processors, right? We, we, we like to simplify the world around us so we don't have to work hard every day redefining stuff because it's, it's exhausting, right? We have other things to do. So it's easy to create these 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 um, recurring scripts or narratives in our head that either are positive or negative, and sometimes they steer us wrong. So, you know, a great, a great simple you know, technique is just journaling, right? Just to get people, after you you assess, you give them some objectivity, journal, like talk, like think about, you know, it's like meta, meta thinking, think about what you're thinking and feeling during the course of the day or the week. And how do you reflect back on that? So when that situation at work happened that maybe didn't go the way you planned, you know, journal it. What, What was going on before? What was going on during? What was going on after? What would you do differently why did that happen how how might you have you know have gotten a better result in the future another thing that that a, that a really good coach does is um is mirroring and using reflective statements so this the idea here is to you know look you you guys coach you know it's like you, you're there as a vessel for the client to to help them achieve a a better version of themselves or or a better outcome right so your job is not to talk, your job is to listen and, and and to help them think more clearly, be a thought partner, you know, all the things that coaches do. And I find mirroring is very effective, because if you listen long enough, and you hear the words, and, the, and you see the body language, and you see the emotional, you know, response people have to, to events as they explain them, and then you mirror them back to the client, they're, they're able to kind of get a little bit of objectivity right so so your job is to kind of shine that mirror on them and help them reflect and, and help them understand uh, from a from an external perspective what what's happening and so the journaling and then those reflective questions and the mirroring are very effective yeah you know you talked a little bit about I guess you know when you when you're stuck or when you're an executive or you're, you're an entrepreneur and you're not able to to, to um, maybe move forward with those are some things that that work very well. Uh, you know, another big thing. I'm a huge believer in in, in, in cultivating a, like a mindset of curiosity. We again, one of these things that uh, you know the behavioral science research tells us is that uh, we're really good at uh, simplifying the world around this, Number one, and we're really good at uh, thinking we know everything, or thinking we're, we well we think we're a heck of a lot smarter than we really are. Uh, and so, if you're able to cultivate that that mindset of, of, of curiosity, uh, and, um, you know, ask questions, be comfortable with diversity, learn new things, you know, step out of your comfort zone, try different things, you know, those, um, you know, explore your ignorance about, and embrace your ignorance about topics. Those those kinds of things help people see new ways of thinking, uh, and, you know, get out of their mind, get out of that script that, that, that is self-limiting.
1: This is Danny. Uh, doctor, I got a couple of questions. And one, uh, I really appreciate you talking about journaling. And I, I think that so many times we repeat the same mistakes or we don't make progress at the rate that we want to make because we're not doing self-reflection. We're not going back and looking at our past notes, looking at our past wins and successes and, and looking at our, some of our past failures and how we can overcome them. And that's why journaling is good. It also opens up the cloudiness in our mind. Sometimes we need to just write things down to get some more clarity. Another thing you brought up, which I thought was uh, profound, is that so many times we get so busy as a marketing executive, we forget to ask ourselves, what is the true journey of our client? Our ideal client? What is their thought process? What are they going through? What are they feeling? How are they feeling? Are they having a good onboarding experience with us? Are they having a good interaction with us? When they look at a campaign, are they saying the first thing in their mind is, Wow, you're talking to me. Or is it, oh, you're talking to everybody. And so I think a lot of times we forget that self-reflection journaling is so vital to not only the growth of our business, but to our own personal growth. How do you, uh, as a, uh, an executive coach, how do you help the uh, individuals you're coaching to understand that it's not just your, your career that's going to you know, thrive and grow through coaching? It's your own personal self. Because of what you're going to realize about who you are, Uh, how how do you help them to understand that there's two benefits? I think a lot of times we think, hey, if I go get this sales training, and we do a lot of sales training, we do a lot of executive training, public speaking training. People think if I do this training, I'm going to make more money. But what they fail to forget, doing the training and applying it to your life means you're also improving yourself. So how do you portray that and help them to understand it's a it's two ways you're going to benefit by working with you?
0: Yeah, a a great question, and I think you know the. I mean, the history, of, I'm sure you guys know, the history of coaching came about uh, from, from the performance coaching uh, in, in sports, right? And the idea was um, helping athletes, elite athletes, identify and replicate those peak performances in, in, in their future uh, tournaments or whatever. And, and certainly executive coaching uh, has been around for a long time. It's a well-established you know, modality, whatever you want to call it. But the techniques are very similar to what are used in, in personal coaching, right? Or, or life coaching, which is which is all about you know unlocking uh, your inner potential, uh, removing um, you know developing your ability to think more clearly and, and to think more objectively, uh, 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 cultivating a more I hate to say yeah the more emotional intelligence uh, about about yourself and about your surroundings and 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 how you engage people. So when you're learning. This, these kind of skills and, and this, this is greater awareness in one domain of life, business, work, organizational setting. uh It's just natural that it's going to uh, bleed through to your personal life, uh, and I- increase your your ability to function at a, hopefully at a higher level emotionally, inter inter uh, relationally. You know, so it's it's just it, it's just a different app. It's a different setting, a different application, but it. You, those skills, as you develop that muscle memory, it's going to uh, come to come to life in other places in your life, which is a great thing. This
1: is Danny, and, and my, my final question, Doctor, is that, and I appreciate you bringing that up because I, before we started this second company of ours, this executive coaching, public speaking, and, and sales training company, we had a goal of helping people with their mindset and it came back to the days I coached high school football for five years Mm -hmm. I coached community college football for a year and a half and one of the things that I've always found interesting is that the individuals before they're being coached they have to have a mindset of wanting to be better they just have to have that mindset of wanting to be better it's not hey I have to be coached by you because you're the wide receiver coach or you're the right. running back coach, which is what which typically happens. I have these kids coming to me and, I, you know, nine times out of 10, they're, they're just uh, hungry and they want to get better because they want to be a starter. So they're, right. they're open. Their mindset is open. And I tell clients, if you can't have an open mindset, I can't help you. Number one. Right. And number two is they're always wanting to find that one little thing that's going to give them that edge so they can stand out. And I, th- and I tell people, look at Tiger Woods, look at all these uh, professionals around the world who make way more money, 10x, sometimes 50x more than the coach that they're coaching with, but they always want to improve. And so mm-hmm. I ask you the same thing I ask all my other clients, do you sit down and tell them before I can even help you, you have to have the mindset of wanting to improve so that I can help you? Because when I coach you, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough love. And I tell you, sometimes I make those guys run the play again, run the play again, run the play again. And I'll have the kids run the play 20 times in a row until all 11 kids are doing every single thing they're supposed to do from beginning to end. Even hussy, if you're not getting the ball, you still have to go 100% like you're going to get the ball. And so I tell my same clients the same way. I'm not going to coach you. I'm not going to help you unless you're willing to take first an open mindset, number one. And number two, you are willing to have this tough love. So how are you giving this to your your executives that yeah. you're coaching as well? How are you letting them know? It's like, look, you can't work with me unless you're willing to take the tough love.
0: Yeah, no, I think um, I mean the first requirement of, of any positive coaching relationship is a willingness of 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 the of the client, the coachee, whatever, to be coached, right? And if they don't have that that willingness, then then it's all you're just kind of pushing order uphill, right? Because it, 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 you're not going to have a receptive audience. And you know, coaching is, is not is, is difficult. It's difficult um, for a, a good coach to be effective because they really have to listen and 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 get under get underneath the the the, the things that are happening in, in the client's life and or working in situation. Um, but it's also there's a lot of you know there are requirements of of the client of the coachee. They need to show up. They need to be able to articulate the the, the issues that they feel are getting in their way. They need to be able to um, Take the time and energy to think, yeah, uh, you know, objectively about what's happening. To take feedback, um, to think outside of their comfort zone about things. And so, it, yeah, coaching or being coached is work, uh, and it's work on behalf of the client. And if they're not committed to your, you know, you know, you talked about I played sports growing up as well, but and, and you know, and I remember, uh, you know, I it, well, if I played football, it was not always was not always enjoyable uh you know kind of uh, being in practice but you know it was hard and and it uh you know the only way you got to the next level was by pushing yourself and if you're not going to push yourself and be uncomfortable or or are being willing to accept the uncomfortable uh, out of your out of your comfort zone uh, I don't think you're going to get I don't think you're going to grow you're not going to learn and, you know now I'm a golfer now and I've been playing for for quite a number of years and you know my first few years my cousin uh, who I'm close with he's just he's, he's picking up golf now and I said it's going to take 10,000 swings to get it. It's just, you just got to just accept it. It's not a, it's a very difficult game. Um, you, you, you know, there's about 15 things you have to kind of synch- uh, synchronize to get good at it. And it's going to take time. And you don't get good at anything that is, that has a high barrier to entry being a great leader, being a great, you know, football player or being a great entrepreneur or being a great golfer, unless you're willing to come with a certain level of, a humble uh mindset that i'm here to learn and you know whatever i'm doing now is not kind of get me to the next level and i need to uh be open and willing to uh, receive feedback try new things get out of my comfort zone and and step into the uh, areas where uh, i just don't feel uh, confident but i just need to do it because that's the only way to get to the next level
1: we'll be right back after this short break Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy, to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a particular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Are you tired of struggling to keep your team motivated and engaged? Do you wish there was an easier way to develop your employees' skills and build a high-performing team? Well, look no further than Mercury Learning Library and Coaching. If you're a tech company that values happy, high-performing teams and leaders, Mercury is the solution you've been looking for. You'll have access to online training, bi-weekly group coaching to power up your employees their skills the leadership skills their sales and public speaking and for ceos and business owners we have an offer exclusive just for you it is a training track to help you lead your company to success here's the thing your employees want to grow and develop they want to be motivated and engaged at work but it's not always easy to know where to start that's where mercury comes in We provide specific development tracks for managers, employees, and HR leaders to help them achieve their goals and reach their full potential.
0: Hey, everybody, I'm Christina, and I'm a brand and image strategist where we consult you on how you're coming across, how your total brand, um, social media, the way you speak, the way you look, the way uh, your website looks, and It's all important in encompassing, especially effective communication. So I have a book that I'd like to recommend. This book called called Talk It Up by David and Danny Sue Brown does exactly that. It goes step by step and it tells you exactly what you need to know. It is very easy to follow. It will boost your confidence. It will help you communicate effectively to your audience.
1: Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Fred, this is David, and I love what you're saying. And even with golf, I'm tempted to want to ask you what's your handicap, but for those of us that understand the sport of golf, you could call yourself a scratch golfer, but to yep, be able okay. to be at that level when you're playing at the pro level is such a fine line. And I love that you said you've got to take at least 10,000 shots. You've got to be dedicated to want to get better. I love that aspect of personal accountability. I love the aspect of, of saying, if you really want something, you're going to be the one driving it. I'm here guiding it. And that's really what we do as coaches. I want to ask you about a, perhaps another success story. Or do you have any additional tips for marketing executives who might want to, let's say, invite you in for coaching?
0: Yeah, I think, um, I, I would just say, I think this is probably, it, it's a very exciting time to be a marketing executive, up and coming or a marketing leader right now because of, I, I, again, I think because of the pandemic and just because of um, emerging technology and emerging consumer behavior. We all know we all know what's going on in the world. And, and um, uh, you know, it wasn't until, you know, up until a few years ago, um, yeah, the marketer was was not, didn't, a lot of, a lot of organizations, senior marketers didn't really have a seat, I'll call it the, the, the adult table, right? You know, they were viewed as uh, a very expensive uh, department uh, that, that, that took, took a lot of money off, of, you know, out of the business and didn't, like, what, where, where's, the, where's the ROI on this? What am I getting in return for this? So, the challenge for um, marketing for many years has been, it goes back to that old that old saying, yeah, you know, I know, what is it? Uh, I, I, ha- I know half of my money is wasted on marketing, I just don't know which half, right, um, Wanamaker. Uh, and so I think as we've gotten more data, as we got more sophisticated, we have a better sense on what kind of um, ROI we're getting on our marketing investments. Um, but uh, as we talked earlier, the, the, the role of the marketer, the marketing leader, has become more important and more strategic to the organization as a lot of companies become more, uh, you know, customer centric, they, they become these connected enterprises and they, they put the customer at the, at the heart of, of, of their business model, which is where it ought to be. And, and that now the marketer is elevated, right? Now, now the, the role of senior marketer, CMO um, is uh, more important and uh, to thrive and flourish as at that more elevated level. And, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, get to CEO or whatever. Uh, you, you, you need to broaden your repertoire. You need to, you need to you know, we're not, you're not just tacticians or, or technicians or technical marketers now. You need you, you also need to be uh, uh, you know very w- multi dimensional leaders, if you will. Yeah. So I, I think that's the opportunity.
1: This is David and Fred. I'm gonna tell you, it's been an incredibly enlightening conversation. So many pearls of wisdom. These nuggets you've been giving us. For those marketing executives that are out there, and some of you capture our program, you message us, you talk about things you want to hear from us, you've got to push the pause button and say, how, how can I get more information about this level of coaching specifically designed for me? And That's what Attain is all about. That's what Dr. Fred Petito is all about. And, and I want to share a couple of things that hit me before we close off here. Have a mindset of curiosity part of being a coach is just you are genuinely curious about people. You want to know everything about them. You want to understand them. And when you get to the point where you build that rapport, you're going to ask better questions. You're going to ask more refined questions. You're going to be able to ask for clarity because you need them to become clear. You need them to become clear about who they are. You need them to become clear about their focus. You're going to help them to gain greater accountability, more confidence. You're going to help the Clients that you're coaching, the marketing executives are out there, become more creative. If you can believe that, they'll become more creative in their ideas. They'll look outside of the box on how to be able to get things done. Their decision-making will increase. These things will change as a result of bringing leaders like Dr. Petito into their world. This is what coaching is about. If you can't name it, you can't tame it. That one, it's going to stick with me. I'm going to love that one forever. <laughs> And this is how he supports leaders. This is how he helps them with their growth journey. This is how he helps the overall firm grow. I want to thank you guys for listening to the program. I want you to check out Dr. Petito's website, attainleadership.com, so you can learn more about his work, what he's doing. And please, please, please follow him, keep up with him, because we're going to be doing more together. and He's going to keep coming back on this program again for sure. Dr. Fred thank you for joining us. Thank you for shedding light into your world, the importance of having what we call results-driven behavior for marketing executives. And more and more of these leaders, I believe, should see the value of coaching because it makes sense. Thanks, Doc, for joining our program. I appreciate you.
0: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.